Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 15th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, over the weekend, not only did we have a surprise award ceremony pop up on Saturday. We did, yeah. Some of us knew because we talked about it on the show. Some people knew whose names were not arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. (laughs) Um, But before we get to all of the Drama Desk Awards, we also had a couple of episodes here in this podcast feed. On Saturday, my latest Tell Me More with uh, the great, the beast, the fearless Mandy Gonzalez showed up first in uh, um, Patreon and then in a regular feed later on. We had a little technical issue, so I had to fix that. That was on me for being forgetful. But um, we talked primarily about the series that she's doing with uh, JCC of Manhattan called Broadway's Best for Breast Cancer, where she and her co-host talk to not only medical professionals, but also Broadway stars about their, their experiences with cancer, either as a patient or as someone supporting somebody with uh, with cancer. Uh, tonight, Monday night, she will be speaking with her Hamilton co-star, James Monroe Iglehart, another Tell Me More uh, past guest who recently was supporting his wife who had cancer, which we've talked mm-hmm. about before. So yeah. it's a great episode. We talk about a lot of different stuff uh, that's going on in the world today. Uh, so check that out. And then on Sunday, Peter, James, and Michael Talked about the Drama Desk's awards, uh, Drama Desk Awards, as well as their favorite showstoppers. So check that out. Of course, you can get all of our interviews in the Patreon feed first. You can head over to Patreon.com/slash Broadway Radio. All right, Ashley. Since you did not realize there was a Drama Desk Awards <laughs> to be had on Saturday night, they kind of snuck they, that. They in. really, as as I said before, we started the show because you and James had talked about it on an episode. I was not on. If the if something's in the news on a sh- non-show day for me, I just it doesn't make it into my brain. Understood. Understood. Keeping up on your news, yeah, good job. But exactly. Right? On, but on Saturday night. <laughs> In a streamlined, abbreviated ceremony on New York One, the 65th Annual Drama Desk Awards were presented, hosted by Frank DeLella, and without any performances or even that many jokes, the awards were presented and accepted via pre-taped, self-isolated segments. The ceremony, as you know, was originally slated to air about two weeks ago, but was delayed in light of the Black Lives Matter protests that were starting to launch around that time. Now, Ashley, I know you didn't watch it, but they felt a bit rushed and anticlimactic to me in a lot of ways. But that doesn't erase the incredible performances that were honored and the incredible work that was recognized. So let's run through the major awards right now. Starting off with Outstanding Play, it went to The Inheritance by Matthew Lopez. Outstanding Musical, A Strange Loop by Michael R. Jackson. Outstanding Revival, A Soldier's Play. Outstanding Revival of a Musical, um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, I Lost My Place. Outstanding Actor in a Play, Edmund Donovan, Greater Clements. Outstanding Actress in a Play, Liza, Col- uh, Liza Colone Zayas, Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. Outstanding Actor in a Musical, Larry Owens, A Strange Loop. Outstanding Actress in a Musical, Adrian Warren, Tina the Tina Turner Musical. Outstanding Featured Actor in a Play, Paul Hilton, The Inheritance. Outstanding Featured Actress in a Play, Lois Smith, The Inheritance. Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical, Christian Borel, Little Shop of Horrors. Outstanding Featured Actress in a Musical, Lauren Patton, Jagged Little Pill. Outstanding Director of a Play, Stephen Daldry, The Inheritance. Outstanding Director of a Musical, Stephen Brackett, A Strange Loop. Outstanding Choreography, Sonia Taya, Moulin Rouge. Outstanding Music, Dave Malloy, Octet. 
Outstanding Lyrics, Michael R. Jackson, A Strange Loop. Outstanding Book of a Musical, Michael R. Jackson, A Strange Loop. Uh, we will have a link to all of the awards, all the other ones that are in there. I do want to again mention the fact that this year they introduced a new Lifetime Achievement Award named after Harold Prince, who became mm-hmm. the first recipient of it. Yeah. Um, Susan Stroman gave a nice speech um, about uh, about Howe's impact on her and the community, and then mm. a number of stars, including uh, Sierra Bogus, Norm Lewis, um, and and others, talked about Howe's influence on them as well. And then I do want to mention that um, the Best Ensemble Award, as as previously announced, went to the cast of Octet, mm-hmm. and. The Actors Fund, uh, Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley, all were given a special Drama Desk Award to recognize what they have been doing with Stars in the House. The Public Theater's um, Mobile Unit was also given a special award, as was the WP Theater and the late Julia Miles, who was the Mm, founder. Um, And then there were some other ones mixed in there uh, as well. So um, if you want to get a complete list of all of those, Check out the show notes. Now, Ashley, you did not watch it. You missed the the great segments by Jane Krakowski and Titus Burgess. They Mm -hmm. were both very, very funny. Some of the very few jokes that were in there. But um, from just the list of winners, was there anything that especially stood out to you, either as a surprise, pleasant or otherwise, or something Mm -hmm. that um, (laughs) you're very heartened by, or anything that you took away? There's one thing that I want to talk about, but I want to see what you think of Sure. There are a few things. I don't know necessarily if surprised is the right word, because as tends to to happen with the Drama Desk Awards, and I love the Drama Desk Awards, is that uh, the people voting will see Broadway works over off-Broadway works more often than not. Happened last year with Tootsie beating a lot of much stronger shows. I think in this case, the show this year would be The Inheritance. I feel like, uh, especially for Outstanding Play, I mean, you have Heroes of the Fourth Turning, which was a Pulitzer finalist. Greater Clements was on the short list of shows for the Pulitzer. and I didn't get a chance to see Cambodian Rock Band because it was... It was really good. I know, but mine was supposed, it was right after the shutdown. It was going to be right after the sure. shutdown. Uh, Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven I did see, which was amazing. So of those, and then you also have um, a director as well for that, which, I mean, you didn't get to see Is This a Room. I did get to see Is This a Room, and I won't brag about that forever. Sorry. Uh, Tina Sater's work on that was sensational. Uh, speaking of Is This a Room, I was very surprised as far as Emily Davis yeah. not getting Best Actress, but it's a really strong category as it usually is. The one thing that I really thought of was kind of going off what you said, and I do want to mention Is This a Room did win the uh, award for unique theatrical experience. Right, right. And so it did win that. Obviously well-deserved. Yeah. But the thing that I think is very interesting, and I think you're starting to see it a lot with the Drama Desk. You've seen it over the last few years. They've made a concerted effort to diversify their nominating committee. Um, yes, Jose, we yes, spoke yes, to yes. Jose after the Drama Desk nominations came mm-hmm. out. They are getting younger and they are getting more diverse. I think that shows up in the nominations. What we are not seeing yeah. yet is that diversity – of voices, voting. and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact of like what what you're saying. Like they just they they 
see more of the, they see all the Broadway stuff. They don't right. see as much of the yeah. off-Broadway stuff. Um, so I think that that shows up and there's always a little bit of a push and pull between the nominations and the the actual awards. Again, that was a big conversation last year as well, because as you said, the nominating committee is becoming a lot more varied and equitable. However, people are seeing Broadway shows over them seeing off Broadway shows, and that's I, that's usually the case anyway. But it's certainly the case that the voting committee hasn't particularly changed yet in recent years, as it should. Well, and I think it's also – it's hard, too. I think it's about age and it's about diversity. But then you also have to realize, too, that I think what Jose said – I mean, there were hundreds of different shows that the nominating oh, committee no saw. No if you're just a regular voter and going because you work for a publication or you're connected with a publication, you just aren't going to get the opportunity to see all of those shows. So it sure. is hard because sure. the votes are always going to congregate on the Broadway side because everybody sees those. Which so is- I, I – yeah, which is yeah, why it makes which is why sense. play is most surprise I you know surprising negative of anything this year because again you had a Pulitzer finalist and you had something that was on the shortlist and you had two other shows that were very much talked about in the New York theater scene. So that to me of all the categories to see it go to the inheritance which was you know it did get good press but it also didn't It was a- it, yeah, it was one of those a very divisive very, show in terms yes, of the responses. Exactly. It was a very but, divisive show. So it was surprising to see it come out on top over shows that were not. <laughs> well, I do think some of those things, too, though, Cambodian Rock Band, like you mentioned, some people might not have gotten the opportunity to sure, see it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, even Greater Clements um, and Heroes of the Fourth Turning, I think, were maybe still going on or at least towards the end of their runs i don't exactly remember but uh, they were in the same Heroes late spring area closed i think yeah i think it closed in february but i mean it's just one of those things where they're always going to be going to the broadway shows of course sure. um so it makes it hard so i think that they're they're like i said i always love the nominations because i think the nominations for the drama desks are always um varied and interesting and it's just hard when you have that many voters um, which they have a significant amount. Like it's hard to get everybody in to see everything, and you can't force them to go see everything. Sure. And it and it really limits the shows that actually have the opportunity. That's not actually the one that was probably most surprising to me. I think if I had to pick one that was most surprising to me, and I hesitate to even say this, just because, mm. um, I you know I think Lauren Patton has got get, has gotten a lot of um positive press for sure. Jagged Little Pill, but I. It just seemed like that was not a show that got a lot of interest in uh, from the drama desk. Mm-hmm. So it just like that was one of only two Broadway um, performers in the Outstanding Featured Actress right. in the Musical right. category. And I thought maybe LaShawn's was going to win because it's LaShawn's and <laughs> the, the bigger stars normally win uh, in these drama desks. And it was a show that I think a lot of people went and saw. So uh, I was a little surprised at that. I probably would have voted for Elise Allen Lewis from Soft Power. But yeah. I'm not a drama desk member, at least not yet. Maybe someday. But. <laughs> I think that's another. That I, I think that's another instance of them seeing Broadway shows and the Secret Life of Bees had gotten some weird press that I strongly disagree with, especially from the Times. I think what's most annoying to me, going back to play, is and you and I, we've already decided we're going to talk about the Broadway for Black Lives Matter forum for tomorrow's show unless something yeah, goes we weird, unless something goes weird and wrong but uh, part of what annoys me 
is the inheritance, you know, being on Broadway, but it's also a two part seven hour show. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of to me, and this is something I definitely want to go in depth on tomorrow, but like, what are we, who is deciding what gets the prominence and what we're deciding is getting the attention and like, why is it this show and why is it not, you know, one of these shorter shows that was well lauded? Well, and who is able to go see those shows? Yeah. Um, I know it's hard for a lot of people to see, even if they're Drama Desk members, to be able to see as many things as they would like to in, in a two-parter sure. on Broadway is a lot. That covers, you know, covers a lot of ground of other shows. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, we like you said, we had planned on originally talking about the Broadway for Black Lives Matter again forum today, but we forgot about the drama desks and we wanted to be able to give both of them the amount of airtime that we thought was appropriate. So we will talk about that tomorrow unless something crazy happens, uh, but we will do that. But before that, Ashley, let's talk about some other theatrical news that came up on Friday and over the weekend. First up on Friday, New, New Works Provincetown announced that they had commissioned a new musical from buyer and seller writer Jonathan Tolens, who will write the book, and Grey Gardens and Warpaint team Scott Frankel and Michael Corey, who will write the score. The musical called The Last Diva tells the story of a superstar opera soprano who faces a conflict with a major opera house in the 1990s. Next up on Friday, it was confirmed that the upcoming Everybody's Talking About Jamie film has had its release date pushed back into 2021 it'll now be released on january 22nd of next year due to the ongoing concerns of movie theaters remaining closed due to the coronavirus it was also announced by the film star max harwood that the film is expected to be released in both the uk and the u.s on or around that date maybe a day or two earlier but um, that it will be releasing worldwide and finally throughout the day today monday 21 mostly white female theater stars will participate in the Broadway edition of the Keep Sharing the Mic initiative, hashtag Keep Sharing the Mic, in which they will turn over their Instagram accounts to black women in the industry in order to have their voices amplified. We will have a link to the complete list of the performers participating in the show notes, but just some of the accounts that will be taken over will be from Laura Benanti, Sutton Foster, Kelly O'Hara, Casey Levy, Patty Murin, Kiala Settle, Shoshana Bean, Ali Stroker, Betsy Wolf, Jennifer Damiano, Adina Menzel, Kate Rockwell, and Laura Osnes. Some of the black artists participating will be Tanya Burrell, Sasha Hutchings, whom we're going to talk about here in a minute, Asmaret Gipper-Michelle, Tonya, Tanya Pinkins, Dion Figgins, Sydney Morton, Ari Groover, Kimberly Maribel, and more. Actually, I think this is very cool. I think yeah, this is great. I'm this. excited to see how they um, take over those platforms and what kind of uh, content and information and insight they put on uh, mm -hmm. display for all of those folks that follow those other accounts. Yeah, definitely. A huge platform, especially for your having this list of huge name artists so to have a mm -hmm. platform for people who probably should have a bigger platform <laughs> yeah is, and you know what i think is really great yeah and what i think is really cool about this is that and this is not to be disparaging but um very few of the um the black artists who are participating probably have huge social media followings i mean mm -hmm. tanya pinkins is probably the biggest name of sure, all of them sure. but it's not like we're getting Audrey McDonald doing it, or Adrian Warren, or even LaShawn. Right. I mean, like people who have big platforms anyway. Yes. This, these are taking theater professionals who work regularly 
um, and giving them a place to be amplified. It wouldn't make sense if Audrey McDonald did it and like took over somebody's account who had the same amount or even fewer followers. So sure. I'm glad to see it's um, more under the radar folks participating. Definitely. I think that's a really smart way to do it. And I'm excited to see what they do with it. All right, Ashley, let's finish up the show with our recommendations for the day. First up, we talked about the New York Times opening night event uh, on Friday's show. If you missed it, we have the thing that is the most I don't know, fun, I guess, uh, fun part of it. it. It is the opening virtual performance of Company um, with all of the cast. That I didn't uh, miss. Sing- no, I can't imagine you would have missed that. <laughs> um, um, it's got everybody Brady Bunch style doing their part of the song uh, in different boxes with Katrina Link in the middle of it. So if you want to check that out, we will have that link. Then we also announced on Friday over at Broadway World, Sasha Hutchings and Nick Walker, whom I talked to in uh, Tell Me More a couple weeks ago. We actually t- I actually talked about their Instagram. That was really the basis for my interview with Nick. Well, Broadway World has uh, come to an agreement with Sasha and Nick that they will be now the home for the Chaos Twins, which will be their Instagram conversations. Um, it'll be beginning to launch on the 17th, which if I look at my handy dandy calendar, which is hard to see in the dark, it is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to talk about whatever. Um, and if you listen to my episode with Nick on Tell Me More, you'll have a lot of an idea about into what they it. do. Very into it. I, I might have been the one that recommended they do this with Broadway oh, World. Or wow. I might have been the one who recommended to Broadway World that they reach out. But I'm just saying, um, I still got a little bit of sway over there. Oh, sure. Yeah. I also like, <laughs> <Not> a- <laughs> just, just as a side note, I like how you're like, a couple weeks ago, you t- talked to Nick Walker when that was last week. Because <laughs> what's well, time anymore? What is, well, it's been a week and a half. I mean, this is this is Monday, so it was it was two Thursdays ago. Mm, so yeah, it ran sun- it ran like a Saturday ago, though. <laughs> yes, but this is a new week. Sunday's <laughs> the beginning of a new week, so it was literally two mm. the Saturday from two weeks ago. Settle down. I, I talked I to him see. on a Thursday. I- <laughs> <laughs> Between you and James, James never listens to me, and you're it's true. correcting it's true. everything. Yes, anyway. I'm. Um, I'm a. Pe- I'm a pedant, and he's just ignoring you. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> get the best of both worlds here. Whoa, whoa. Uh, anyway, um, so I want to finish off with another video. This is a, a really cool group performance type thing, of course, done virtually, where we saw a bunch of stars collaborate with a couple singing groups and a bunch of dancers. Um, come together to sing uh, the song The New World from Jason Robert Brown's Songs for a New World. Mm. In it, there's a ton of soloists, but some of the big names that jump out um, are Kara Lindsay, Isabel McCullough, Alex Newell um, is in there. And they're, so they're um, singing the song, and then we have a bunch of featured dancers doing choreography by Twyla Tharp, none, you know, nonetheless. Um, and they're doing that. And then we see a couple groups of singers with a bunch of, there's a kid choir at one point. Then there's a group called the range singers in there as well. Um, it's really, really lovely. And they intersperse it with cuts from news clips about the pandemic and New York shutting down. Um, and then about the reopening and all that stuff Mm -hmm. as well. Um, big fan uh, of this. I think that was great. Also, Mimi Scardula is one of the dancers in there. She was great. And we are the tigers and Mm -hmm. is going to be in, uh, the Britney Spears musical uh, Once Upon a One More Time. So uh, she's dancing on top of a uh, roof. So uh, so that was great. So I uh, highly Very recommend cool. that. 
and uh, it's always good to hear a little JRB to start your mind. I was going to say, I will listen to every single thing of Songs for a New World that comes across my dash. Yeah, it's, uh, 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 Stars in the Moon is still, is that uh, what it's called? Uh, but yeah, great, great, uh, great video. But all right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful first day to your week again. As Ashley said, time means nothing, but it Correct. is Monday. Uh, enjoy today. Have a good day. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other's wear a mask. Wear a mask. Black, Black Lives Matter. And, Black Lives uh, tra- Matter. Trans Black Lives trans, Matter as well. Black Trans yeah. Lives Matter. Yeah. Thank you, JK. All right. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.